You're listening to Toe the Line, a podcast by me, Taylor Clement. Here at Toe the Line, we're talking all things rugby union with a few other sports thrown into the mix, like league, motorsport, tennis, you get the picture. All while pushing the boundaries and making the world of sport more inclusive. I'm ready to use my voice to make impactful change in this world and I hope you'll join me. So let's Toe the Line together. Oh my goodness. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit lost for words. Hello and welcome in to Toe the Line. Hello and welcome to my first ever podcast episode. This is a little bit crazy. I am so excited um, but also super nervous to be doing my first ever podcast episode. Like I really am a little bit lost for words, which is concerning because you need words in order to be able to have a podcast, so that's crucial, but we will get there. Um, hello and welcome to Toe the Line. I am so, I don't know, I'm not sure how many times I'm going to say I'm so nervous, but when I tell you, I'm probably more nervous to start this podcast than I have been with any of my in-person player interviews, um, that have been understatement, like I am truly so nervous, but um, we will get there. So a little bit of housekeeping before we get into it. Um, obviously this podcast is called Toe the Line and it is hosted by me, Taylor Clement. Um, I'm very excited to be starting this new venture. I think maybe we should go over what to expect in this in the first couple of weeks of this podcast, I guess. Um, for those of you who don't know, and if you're a rugby fan, I'd be concerned if you didn't know, but the Rugby World Cup is starting this weekend. When you are listening to this, it will be a Thursday. I'm recording on a Monday, so we are currently seven days out, but by the time you hear this, it will be like two or three days out which is absolutely insane and I'm so excited but pretty much for the first few kind of podcast episodes we're going to be focusing a lot on the Rugby World Cup um obviously it's a once in every four year tournament so I think it's really cool that I've been able to start this podcast right before the World Cup so we can come and chat about it each week and all that sort of good stuff which is super exciting. The way I want to sort of have this podcast is I want it to be a conversational podcast. I want to be able to bring the fans and the supporters in like I've been doing with my social media stuff but I also really want to be able to have a conversation with you guys. I think podcasts are really get the audience involved and really really just be able to build a community which I think is super important and I'm so excited to be able to do. So on the podcast today we have question of the week which we'll start off with first then we've got um, my Rugby World Cup predictions and and I'll give you a little insight. I haven't given you who I think will win but we will be going over the different teams in each pools and what I think may happen. Um, then we'll go on to some headlines from around the world. We'll, t- we'll take a look at some other sports from over the weekend like the NRL. And then we will finish off with what's happening this weekend in the sporting world, which obviously is the Rugby World Cup, the main one, but also the NRL our finals commence this weekend as well. So I think that's happened perfectly as well. So without further ado, let's jump in to the question of the week. If you guys playing at home are interested in getting involved in questions of the week in future episodes I will put a question box on my Instagram on maybe like a Sunday morning so each week will be a different question and depending on what's happening in the rugby world or the sporting world in general it will be a question that is kind of related to 
what's going on in the sorting world at that given time. Also, when I have guests on, I will be sure to put up some question boxes about the different athletes that I have on as well, which I think will be super cool as well. But the question of this week was, what are your Rugby World Cup predictions? Um, I'm super excited to bring you guys this one, and I got some really cool answers and had some great conversations with people in the comments, so let's just get straight into it. So yes, question of the week was, what are your Rugby World Cup predictions? This one I have here is hoping for a surprise from Fiji or Samoa. When I got this one, this was the first this was the first response I got to the question box and I was so happy it was this one because I think Fiji and Samoa are going to be real upsets in this Rugby World Cup. If you followed the Super Rugby competition this 2023 season, you would know that the Fiji and Drua, they got into playoffs for the first time ever in Super Rugby history, which I think is really cool. And they did really well. They were up against... I think they faced Crusaders in the quarterfinal. And the Fijian squad do have a number of those Fijian drug players in their 2023 Rugby World Cup squad. Which I think is super exciting. But they have been doing really well in their warm-up games. They bet... They bet England, yeah, they bet England, which, I mean, England haven't been doing too well recently. They've lost, like, five out of six games, which <laughs> isn't great. But um, I really do think Fiji have got a really good chance to get into playoffs. And we'll go through it when I talk about the different pools and what I think might happen. But I really loved what this person said about um, Fiji and Sanoa. Speaking of Sanoa, I think Sanoa had a really good chance as well. And like I said, we'll get into it in when we chat about the pool, um, the different pools and everything. But I really do agree that Fiji and Sanoa could be really big upsetters in this Rugby World Cup. So next one for what are your Rugby World Cup predictions? We got All Blacks vs Box Final, as in Spring Box Final. Though too premature for the opener, ABs beat France, take it out by five. This was a good one. I replied to this one because I really, really, really want to see an All Blacks vs Spring Box Final. I think that would be juicy. Like, I, oh my god, I would do anything to see an All Blacks vs Spring Box Final. I think that would be epic. I think it would be what a lot of people want to see, depending on where you are in the world. Um, but then the second part was for the opener, ABs beat France, take it out by five. Now, I would have agreed with this this kind of points gap maybe like two weeks ago but we've been seeing a lot of casualties in the France camp lately they they've got about three or four injuries to pretty big players in their squad and I think it will be interesting to see what happens with this All Blacks vs France opening game on Saturday or I think it's Sunday morning New Zealand time. Bearing in mind and I'm in two minds about this because I do think France had a really good shot because they have a home crowd. I think that France home crowd is probably one of the crowds you'd probably least like to be in front of because they are so passionate and they're very loud and I don't know about you but I'm not sure how I would do in front of a passionate France home crowd that is just yelling things at you left, right and centre. But obviously the All Blacks boys the professional rugby boys in general they've been in front of massive home crowds before and um I think it shouldn't 
you'd like to think it wouldn't upset their game too much that you just never know. Also the heightened emotions around Rugby World Cup and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I'm so looking forward to the opening game between France and the All Blacks. I think it's going to be an absolute belter and yeah I'm just super keen for it and I really wish it would just happen now so I can stop waiting. (laughs) This next one wasn't an answer to the question box they'd sent me a DM and this is what they'd said. The tournament hasn't even started yet in brackets apart from us. England and France are already dealing with huge amounts of injuries and sanctions in their ranks. France have lost their star 5-8 Damien Nittenach? Oh, okay, sorry. France have lost their star 5-8 Damien Nittenach and England don't have Farrell for the first few games and two other English players out with injury. That was a big one, so let's unpack it. Yes, the tournament hasn't even started. Like I said, the tournament hasn't even started yet and France and England both have some issues already showing cracks if you will in their camp showing and the tournament hasn't even started yet so that is of somewhat of a concern however I don't know about England and France but I do know you've got to think they've got some depth so it can't all be bad news but yeah especially with Owen Farrell England's captain being out for those first few games being left without their captain obviously they're going to have an interim captain you'd like to think it'd be kind of weird if they didn't nothing was surprising with the England camp though um yeah I feel like and I replied to this person's DM and I replied saying that I think I haven't followed a rugby world cup as closely as I followed this one obviously with the work that I've been doing this year I've kind of I haven't had to but I've been really interested in it and obviously I've watched other Rugby World Cup games like um, in years previous but this but this Rugby World Cup is one that I've definitely followed. This is the first Rugby World Cup where I have followed it really closely like I've really paid attention to what's been happening. I've followed the headlines, I have um, been watching all the warm-up games, I've covered some of the warm-up games on my TikTok and stuff like that so I think I think for me seeing all the headlines that have been coming out and seeing what's been happening and seeing all the warm-up games and seeing all the casualties and seeing how some teams have been tracking along and how some teams haven't really been able to find the right kind of to like click into gear I guess I think it's been really interesting for me and I think it will be interesting to see how those first few games go and I think I definitely think that the first few games for each country will be a really good kind of I definitely think we'll find out very early on what may happen in terms of what happens when we get to we get to the playoffs and stuff like that I think it will be really interesting especially for those countries that are in like the top four top five in the world and what happens in their pool games, which I know we'll get into. On to the next one. This was also a long DM, so bear with me. 15 years ago, you wouldn't see the likes of Ireland, Japan, Wales, etc. to get into the knockout stage, yet alone get through pool play. Now there's a lot riding on France for them to win the tournament, but you can't underestimate the likes of Ireland who are coming off a massive season, winning the triple crown during Six Nations and winning their first series in New Zealand last year. What's making this tournament extra special is that it's the last we'll see players pull on the black jersey, slash the changing of the guard, and for our boys to win gold, or the trophy will give them the send-off they deserve. So yeah, this was a really great DM. And I, again, I had a really great conversation yesterday with this person as well on Instagram. And I definitely agree. 15 years ago, you would not see the likes of Ireland, Japan, Wales, etc. get into the knockout stages, let alone get through pool play. But now Ireland 
a number one in the world, which is crazy. But like, it's so cool to see how far they've come and like the where they've been able to take their game and the units that they're showing as well. I know Japan aren't doing as well as they did in um, the lead up to the last Rugby World Cup. But yeah, I agree with this person when they say that there's a lot riding on France for them to win this tournament. I think they've been targeting this tournament for years now. Um, so I think it will be super interesting to see what happens with um, France. I think it will be super interesting to see what happens with France as well. And then this is the last one that I'm going to read out today for what are your Rugby World Cup predictions. This one made me giggle. <laughs> um, I'll read it out and let me know if you laugh at home like I laughed out loud. But they've said Aussie to not get out of the group or pool stages. And this one... <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't laugh because it's really, it's not that funny if you're an Australian supporter and you never like to see teams not do well, or at least for me anyway. I really, I I know what it's like to not do well in the sport, so, um, and I know what it's like to be down and out, so it's really not that funny, but it made me laugh because I feel like the Wallabies, or maybe just Eddie Jones in particular, has this sort of like unwavering confidence regardless of what's happened in all their warm-up matches. They've lost, I don't think they've won a game this year. I'm pretty sure they haven't won a game this year and um, it's been really interesting and if you've been following me on TikTok, I've reacted to a couple of press conferences that Eddie Jones has um, done and he just has this sort of like... Um, confidence about him even though there's been nothing to show of it or nothing to give him that confidence and I think it's really interesting this is going a bit off track now but I love Eddie Jones um I can't say much about his coaching I don't really follow his coaching but him as a person and the way he's able to captivate a a, a press conference or make all these headlines about himself it's just I just love it so much I think rugby really needs more personalities like Eddie Jones I think he's absolutely hilarious and I really love how he's able to take the heat off his team that haven't been doing well and really kind of just have a laugh about it obviously you'd like to think he's different when he's in camp and when he's coaching and I'm sure he is but when he's out there talking to these um when he's talking in these press conferences sorry and he just <laughs> he just makes me laugh he just comes out with these chaotic phrases these chaotic sentences these chaotic replies and I just think it's great because I think especially if you're like a New Zealand supporter we've been so used to like these monotone kind of coaches who talk like this and don't really use their emotion and it just is kind of boring <laughs> Thing. I really just love the way Eddie Jones is able to create chaos and take the heat off his team that haven't been doing too well. Um, yeah, love that and love those responses to what are your Rugby World Cup predictions. Alright, speaking of Rugby World Cup predictions, and I did mention it at the top of the episode, but we are going to jump in to my Rugby World Cup predictions or what... At least what I think might happen in the pool rounds, what will happen in the group stages, all that fun stuff. Um, I won't be predicting the winner because I have very quickly come to learn that I'm not good at predicting stuff like that. But I will be talking about who I think will make it out of pool play 
instead. So let's jump on to the Rugby World Cup website and take a look at the pools. I'm going to be a little bit different today and we're going to go from pool D to pool A. So starting off with pool D, we have England, Japan, Argentina, Samoa and Chile. Or Chile. Is it Chile or Chile? Someone needs to tell me in the comments. Um, obviously, for me, the big players are England, maybe Japan, Argentina and Samoa. Um, Chile, I don't... You never know. It's a rugby World Cup. You never know what can happen. But for me, I don't think Chile will be much of a player in this pool. Um, could they upset England? There's every possibility that they could. Um, but for me, um, I really want to see... For me, I really want to see Samoa do well in this pool. And I really think they might. They've been having some great warm-up games. They've got... Their main issue, I think, in this, or their main two issues, I think, potentially, definitely one could be Argentina. The second one could potentially be Japan. The reason I'm not saying England is because I haven't seen anything from England this year um, that would make me feel like Samoa can't beat England. Um, and I, obviously, England has got great history. They've won the Rugby World Cup before. They are a strong team. However, they have not been playing well. And you never know what can happen at a Rugby World Cup. Crazy things happen at a Rugby World Cup. But I just don't think, put it this way, I think Samoa have every shot at beating England and making it out of Pool D. As for Argentina, I think, I mean, I think they probably could beat England. I think they will beat Chile and I think they will beat Japan. So for Pool D, and I, I believe, um, someone will correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, but I believe it's, but I believe it's obviously the top two who make it out of each pool. Um, so for me, I think for Pool D, my prediction is that it will be... I think it might be... Mm, I really want to say Samoa because I really think they can do it. So I'm going to say the first team to make it out of pool deal will be Samoa. Um, it's now either out of Argentina or England for me. I want to say England just because I feel like they might be able to do something. But they haven't shown me anything that I think would make me feel like they can make it out of pool D so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Argentina I think I am I think I think Samoa and Argentina will make it out of pool D is that crazy of me to say I don't know but <laughs> people are probably gonna think I'm crazy but I think um Samoa and England will make it out of pool D Moving on to Pool C, we have Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia and Portugal. Now, obviously we've got three pretty main players in this pool, being Wales, Australia and Fiji. However, Georgia have been playing pretty well. Do I think they could beat Australia or Fiji? I think they probably have a better chance of beating Australia than Fiji just on the basis that Australia haven't won any games in this kind of warm-up period. Is that also crazy of me to say? I don't know. But I think in terms like in terms 
but if we're being realistic and not being whimsical and wishful, <laughs> using wishful thinking, I think, um, mm, I really think, obviously, okay, so I want, I want BG to make it out of the pool. So do I think they can make it out of the pool? Yes, they've got a good shot at... They'd, I think they can definitely beat... Oh my god, I'm being so indecisive now. This is the league we're in there, so I'm so sorry. But I think... I think they can definitely... But yeah, I think BG can definitely beat Georgia and Portugal. I think they probably had a good shot at beating Wales as well. The only team that I think will probably be a tough go for them will be Australia and maybe Wales. What am I even saying? I I don't know. I just think, I think for me personally, in this might be wishful thinking, I just think Fiji had a good shot at being dominant in this pool. The other team that I think that will make it out will probably be Australia. They have, um, obviously they haven't, won any games yet but they do have a pretty I don't want to say easy pull but it's sort of looking like that I don't know let me know what you guys think this is for pool C I think for me Australia and Fiji will make it out of pool C okay moving on to pool B we're getting into the big guns now pool B we had South Africa Ireland Scotland Tonga and Romania I think for me, the two least likely to make it out of the pool would be Tonga and Romania. I think, this is pretty obvious, but I think we're probably going to see South Africa and Ireland make it out of this pool. However, Scotland have been known in the past to pull some magic out when it counts. So, never count out Scotland, but I think for me... Scott, uh, sorry, South Africa and Ireland will make it out of Pool B. It will be interesting to see what happens. I'll be really interested to see who wins between South Africa and Ireland in this pool. Um, obviously, Ireland are number one in the world currently. And they're obviously, their game has improved tenfold. And I think they're playing really well. I... This, might be, this is a bit of a sidetrack here, but when South Africa played against the All Blacks in Twickenham a couple of weeks ago, and I saw the bomb squad on the sidelines getting ready to come on, I was frightened. I was scared, and I wasn't even playing. And there has been a little bit of controversy with some ex-coaches saying that South Africa shouldn't be allowed to do that. They shouldn't be allowed to have... Um, that amount of for uh, that sorry that amount of forwards on the bench, and I don't understand why. I think maybe it's just because it worked for them, and people are sour that it worked for them, and they didn't think of it first, or they don't have the enough players or enough enough depth. Sorry to do that. I loved it. I thought it was so cool. It worked so well for them. They obviously know what works for them. They obviously know what parts of the game are working for them and what they're good at. So why would you not target that? I think people who I think people who think they shouldn't be allowed to do that need to find a better way to win. Because South Africa obviously know what they're doing and they know how to win. That was a bit of a sidetrack. But yeah, for me, the two teams coming out of Pool B are South Africa and Ireland. Moving on to Pool A, we have New Zealand, France, Italy, Uruguay and Namibia. 
I'm pretty confident in saying that Uruguay and Namibia definitely won't make it out of Pool A. For me, it's between New Zealand, France and Italy. Do I think Italy can beat France and or New Zealand? Potentially, you never know. But for me, apart from that game against South Africa, New Zealand have been pretty dominant. Our boys in black have been pretty dominant. And um, I don't see any reason why Italy would beat the All Blacks. However, touch wood, touch wood. Let's hope that doesn't happen and I haven't jinxed them. But <laughs> but for me, I think for Pool A, it's a pretty easy one. New Zealand and France naked out of Pool A. Um, I think it will be really... I'm really excited for that opening between New Zealand and France. I think it will be a super interesting one. I think... I hope it will be a close one. I hope it's not a boring game. I hope it... Um, I hope that the you know I hope the new bunker rule doesn't kind of mess things up and make it boring and all that sort of stuff. But I really think that 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 opening game between New Zealand and France will be super interesting. Moving on to quarterfinals, we've got four quarterfinals, obviously because it's quarter. Duh, Taylor. Wow, so smart. Um, <laughs> for quarterfinal one, you've got the winner of Pool C and the runner-up of Pool D. So winner of Pool C and runner-up of Pool D. So that's either going to be Australia or Fiji and England or Samoa. That's what I said, wasn't it? So winner... So it might be between, if I think I'm right, which I probably am not, but if I think is what's going to happen, happens. I think it might be Australia versus Samoa. Because I think Australia might win Pool C and I think Samoa might be the runner-up in Pool D, which I think will be a really interesting game. I think... That, like, if that, okay, we don't even know if that's going to happen. The Rugby World Cup hasn't even started, and obviously these are just predictions. But I think that will be a juicy game. I think Australia versus Samoa in the first quarter final will be crazy. I think, well, not, like, crazy, but, like, I think it will be a really interesting game. I think if Samoa were to verse Australia in... If Samoa were to verse Australia in the quarterfinal... I think Samoa might have a really good shot of making it into the semis, which would be epic. That would be so exciting. I think I would I would probably cry because <laughs> if you don't know, I'm a little bit of a crier. I get very emotional. But that would just be so exciting if Samoa were to verse Australia and win in that first quarter final. The likelihood of it happening, we don't know. The Rugby World Cup hasn't started. Come back and ask me when the Rugby World Cup has started. But I think in my little wishful theory land head, I think that would be epic. And I just really want that to happen. I need that to happen, actually. So let's cross our fingers and hope. Quarterfinal two, we have winner of Pool B and runner-up of Pool Pool A. So winner of Pool B, runner-up of Pool A. So either South Africa or Ireland. Is that right? Yeah, winner of Pool B, runner-up Pool A. So South Africa or Ireland versus New Zealand or France. So winner of Pool B, I... Mm, that's a hard one between South Africa and Ireland. 
I want to say, mm, oh, I, I think, oh, do I have to be bold right now? I'm really not good at being bold and I'm so indecisive it hurts my brain but I think Ireland <laughs> I think Ireland will win Paul D oh yeah okay Ireland will win Paul D and then run it up I think will be France of Paul A so an Ireland versus France quarterfinal I think again will be juicy I think all of these quarterfinals will be juicy because we've got some massive players in the quarterfinals obviously because it's quarterfinal what am I saying um but Ireland versus France I think would be super interesting I think who do I think would win that one I think I'm, I'm just gonna have to back France with this one I really think I'm gonna have to back France with this one I think they're just they're just playing on another level at the moment obviously the world number one anything can happen at a rugby world cup but I'm just gonna run it straight and say if Ireland and France meet at the quarterfinals, I think Ireland will win. Don't come for me. Um, quarterfinal three, we have winner of Pool D and runner up of Pool C. So winner of Pool D, I'm going, yeah, England. And then runner up of Pool C, Fiji. England versus Fiji? Oh, oh that would be a good one. England versus Fiji. I'm backing Fiji all the way. Because they just, they just won. They, Fiji just won against England. Oh my gosh. This is getting super juicy. England versus Fiji. Yeah, I'm definitely backing Fiji. Uh, I think they've done it once. They've got, they've got the confidence to do it again. And yeah. Oh my god. This is so exciting. Here's me thinking this is actually going to happen. But we, we don't actually know what's going to happen. But that... In, in an ideal world, England versus DG in quarterfinal three, I think, would be epic. Right, moving on to the last quarterfinal, we have winner of Pool A, runner-up of Pool B. Winner of Pool A, New Zealand versus South Africa. Oh! No, no, because I really want them... I really want to see a New Zealand versus South Africa final. I'm not sure if that's even possible, but I think... If I think what's going to happen happens then we may see a New Zealand versus South Africa quarterfinal which would be devastating because I just uh, I just so badly want to see um a South Africa versus New Zealand final yeah but anyway that's what I think will happen with the quarterfinals um I think I think semi-finals is too far ahead for me to talk about yeah I think we can probably revisit that after a couple of the pool games have been played. But yeah, I think... But yeah, either way, I think the quarterfinals are going to be super, super juicy. And I just wish the Rugby World Cup would already start so I can watch it and be excited. But speaking of the Rugby World Cup draw for the pools and the sort of controversy of it all, I found this um, report on stuff.co.nz and I wanted to read a little bit about it. Um, I wanted to read a little bit of it for you guys and just kind of discuss it a little bit because I think there's been a lot of controversy and a lot of kind of people not liking how the draw was done three years ago. But here's the... Here's the report. I'll read a little bit of it and we can discuss it. So the draw for this year's Men's Rugby World Cup was based on rankings that are nearly four years old. Um, the, la- the latest top four, four, 
the latest top four, sorry, first to fourth of Ireland, South Africa, France and the All Blacks are all likely to clash in two quarterfinals with two going home. Scotland fifth are also in the same pool as Ireland and South Africa. Yet, yet the looming demise of two heavyweights is only half of the story of this baffling World Cup draw with the stage set for lower ranked sides to go far in the tournament. So just this opening sort of few couple of paragraphs I definitely agree with. So like I said with my predictions of what's going to happen, what I think might happen with the quarterfinals, we're seeing, we're potentially seeing New Zealand and South Africa go head-to-head in a quarterfinal, which means obviously one of them goes home, which would be devastating because I do want to (laughs) see, I don't know how many times I can say, but I do want to see a New Zealand versus South Africa final. And then we've also got France and Ireland who also are potentially going to be facing each other head-to-head in the quarterfinals as well. There is also the possibility of a first semi-final appearance for one of the Pacific Island nations. So obviously Fiji or Samoa. Um, I think they've said here for one of the Pacific Island nations. I think we could potentially see both of them in the quarterfinals. Uh, oh, hang on. I've not read that rightly. Yes, rightly. <laughs> uh, they've said semi-final, not quarterfinal. But I definitely think we'd probably... Fingers crossed, toes crossed, every part of your body crossed. I do think we will see Fiji and Samoa both in the quarterfinal. Um, while the All Blacks are likely to face South Africa or Ireland in one quarterfinal, it's not out of the question for Fiji and Argentina to meet in the last eight. Or for Eddie Jones to lead the woeful Wallabies against the struggling England side he was coaching only last year. That's a whole other story in itself, the whole Eddie Jones thing. Like I said, I do love this person. His coaching style may be a little bit to be left to the imagination. But moving on, pools A and B contain the game's strongest teams, but two semi-finalists will be from pool C and D on the weaker side of the tournament. The two hearts of the draw don't cross over until the semi-finals. Which is crazy, but that also means that we will, we, there is a possibility that we are going to see either Fiji or Samoa in the semis, which is just, oh, that gives me goosebumps. I wish you could see, I wish you could see the goosebumps all over my body right now, because that actually makes me so excited. In the quarterfinals, the winners of Pool A face Pool B's runners-up. The Pool B winners play Pool's Oh my god, I'm confusing myself. Should we start again? In the quarterfinals, the winners of Pool A face Pool B's runners-up. The Pool B winners play Pool A's runners-up. Does that make sense to you guys? I think I've got that right in my head. The winners of Pool C face Pool D's runners-up and vice versa. The Pool D winners play Group C's runners-up. Take your pick, essentially. But what's crazy about that is Pool C and D in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion, they are the weaker side of the pool, with pool A and B having the stronger teams. And those, so what I'm getting from this, and kind of what is obvious, is that pool A and pool B and pool C and pool D don't cross over until the semi-finals, which is exciting if you're a sort of lower-ranked nation like Samoa or Fiji, who I'm just really, really hoping are going to be there in the semis. Like, that's just so exciting. Um, moving on, and this is where the controversy comes in. England and Wales, England and Wales were ranked in the top four on January first, two thousand and twenty, and two months after their respective finishes of runners-up and semi-final, 
hang on, England and Wales were ranked in the top four on January 1st, 2020, only two months after their respective finishes of runner-up and semi-finalist at the last World Cup in Japan. They have tumbled down the rankings they have tumbled down the rankings in recent years. England are 8th and Wales 10th ahead of the World Cup that starts in France next Saturday, but both were in the first of five bands when the draw was made in Paris on December 14th, 2020. So, yeah, so obviously not ideal that the draw, that the um, teams were drawn like three-ish years ago, which is kind of crazy. And then they've got a little thing here, which, um, like a little ranking system here, which I think is really helpful. So in January, on January 1st, 2020, the rank, the top five countries in the world in terms of rankings were as follows. South Africa, one, New Zealand, two, England, three, Wales, four, Ireland, five. Fast forward to August 28th, 2023, so just a few days ago, Ireland are in one, up four. South Africa are in two, down one. France are in third, up four. New Zealand are in fourth, down two. And Scotland are in five, up four. So it's an interesting one. Do I think it's like a groundbreaking ordeal? No. It is controversial though because I think it really will have a major effect obviously on how the World Cup goes this time round. Um, I would love to hear what you guys think about the draw and what you think will happen in the comments below. I think it will be a really exciting one and oh, I am just so, so, so bloody excited for the Rugby World Cup. I think we're going to see some maybe nations that haven't been or haven't made it out of their pools make it out of their pools I think we're going to see some real upsets which is always really exciting and I'm just excited I'm just excited I'm so excited 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 how many times can I say excited okay team moving on let's get into headlines from around the world um the first headline I have is from rugby past and it is crazy scenes in France as La Rochelle coach Ogara involved with sideline player scuffle. A bizarre incident in the top 14 clash between Clermont and La Rochelle has grabbed headlines after former Irish international and La Rochelle head coach Ronan O'Gara was attacked by an opposition player. And there's a photo here that I'll chuck up on the screen for you guys that are watching on YouTube. And it looks heated. It looks like Ronan O'Gara is defending himself, which <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because it's not funny, but I mean... Like, it's a little bit funny. O'Gara, who often patrols the sidelines for his sides games, was showed aggressive, was shoved, sorry, aggressively twice by fly half Benjamin Erdicoletta, I'm probably butchering that name, after a kick sailed past into touch. Um, he had been trying to field the kick for a quick line out whilst O'Gara was caught in the line of goal and could not escape the collision, which was outside the field of play. So, obviously, the player that tried to shove O'Gara was annoyed that maybe O'Gara was catching the ball I don't know why he'd be I don't know why sorry he'd be annoyed at that but anyway moving on <laughs> next headline also off rugby pass which um I thought was an interesting one um I actually have seen a couple of clips on this on TikTok but it's about um NRL star Nathan Cleary and he um 
let's just read it. Two-time Premiership winner and New South Wales Blues halfback Nathan Cleary has shared his thoughts openly on rugby union and what appeals to him about the other code. The Penrith Panthers star inked a five-year deal with his club, which runs until the end of 2027, which rules out any potential code switch anytime soon, but he revealed that a part of him likes the idea. The appeal of rugby union is the global stage with the ability to shine in a World Cup, much like how Australia's Matildas recently captured the nation's attention at home. Um, obviously Australia are hosting the 2027 World Cup so I guess that's where he's kind of coming from obviously the next World Cup after this one is in 2027 and um, he's signed a deal with Penrith until the end of 2027 so that in theory can't happen but I believe contracts are there to be broken because we've seen that with so many other athletes in the past. So you never know. Um, do I think it will happen? Probably not, but you just never know. On to the last headline, and it's my boy Eddie Jones. Um, Eddie Jones says England may never appoint another foreign coach to take to take charge of the national team. The Australian was reflecting on his seven-year spell in the role ahead of his ahead of this month's Rugby World Cup. Um, former England. Former England coach Eddie Jones says the RFU must shoulder blame for the national team's current crisis as they flounder in the build-up to this month's Rugby World Cup. England slumped to their first defeat against Fiji last weekend, going down 30-22 at Twickenham, their fifth loss in six games, and have now dropped to eighth in the world rankings, a 20-year low. Uh, while current coach Steve Gorthwick has come in for criticism, Jones, who guided England to the last World Cup final in 2019 is, and is now in charge of his native Australian team, has pointed the finger at the English game's governing body for failing to develop the next generation of talent. Is this Eddie Jones just trying to take heat off his Australian team? Maybe, but he has some good points. Okay, let's take a break from rugby and take a look at some other sports from over the weekend, starting with the NRL because I know I have a couple of people who um, said they want me to cover the NRL so I will be honest and say that I'm not nearly as um, across NRL as I am with the union but I'm definitely here to give it a go. Um, round 27 happened over the weekend and um, it was the last round before finals start this coming weekend. I've got the uh, results up here so uh, the Melbourne Storm that the Broncos 32-22 on Thursday. Um, sea Eagles beat West Tigers 54-12, which was a massive win. Um, Ragdados lost to the Roosters 26-12. Dolphins beat the Warriors 34-10. Um, I do know with that one that the Warriors were resting a number of players because they are in the top four and um, have... I guess they just wanted to rest some players before the finals, which is all good. And then Panthers beat the Cowboys 44-12. Dragons lost to the Knights 32-12. Titans won against the Bulldogs 34-30. Yeah, that's right. And then Sharks beat the Raiders 24-6. So what does this mean for uh, the finals week? I've got the finals up in front of me, and I think the finals will be super exciting. Um, the first quarterfinal we have the Broncos versus the Storm uh, on Friday on Saturday at 6 p.m 
on Saturday we have the tenth, the Penrith Panthers versus the Warriors, which I think will be an epic game to watch, and I definitely think I'm going to tune in for that one. Um, I read somewhere, and I'm not sure if this is true, but I read somewhere that even if the Warriors lose to the Panthers this weekend, they can still make it through to the next round I'm not sure if, if, if I'm wrong someone can correct me but I read that somewhere and I thought that was kind of odd but anyway moving on um the next quarterfinal is Sharks versus Roosters and then the last quarterfinal on Sunday is the Knights versus the Raiders so I think that will be super interesting that yeah I think especially if you're from New Zealand it's been pretty hard to not jump on the Warriors bandwagon this season um I definitely like a couple of the Australian teams. I follow the Broncos and the Panthers. Um, there aren't. I kind of follow the Knights, but kind of more so Penrith Panthers and Brisbane Broncos. I think it would be really interesting to see what happens. I would love to see the Warriors in the final. I think there's talks of um, having the final at Eden Park, which I know a lot of people aren't happy about. I think people want to have it at... Uh, um, at Mount Smart, which just makes sense because that's their home ground, but I think in terms of capacity, um, the NRL might want to have it at Eden Park, which I don't think the Warriors have won at Eden Park, so um, hopefully they can win if that happens there, but anyway, moving on. Okay, and that's all I have for you in terms of sport over the weekend. There was no supercars on, which I'm a big fan of. I think I don't think the next race for supercars is for a while, so um, definitely we'll be covering that when Supercars is back on. But for the last little segment of today, we will be looking at what's happening this weekend in the sporting world. Now, we have just talked massively about the Rugby World Cup, and obviously the Rugby World Cup starts this weekend, which, if you can't tell, I'm very, very excited. Like, I am so excited. Um, but looking ahead, so the first game is on Saturday, the 9th of September, um, and that is obviously the France versus New Zealand game, which is going to be massive. And just for all my Kiwi um, for all my New Zealand listeners, that game is at 7.15, so not too bad, I'm pretty happy that, um, France like a good late start, because that means it's not too early for us here in the Southern Hemisphere, but yeah, the France and New Zealand game is at 7.15, and then the second game, um, in Poulet is on, is also on Saturday, and that's Italy and Namibia, um, which I think will be an interesting game, I think Italy will probably take that one out. Um, on Sunday, we had Ireland versus Romania and Australia versus Georgia. We've also got England and Argentina and Japan and Chile. And then on Monday, we had South Africa and Scotland, Wales, Fiji, uh, and Wales and Fiji. Uh, and then that's sort of like the weekend's games, the first weekend games for the Rugby World Cup, which I think will be super exciting. But yeah, I am fizzing for that France and New Zealand game. I think France, uh, sorry, I think New Zealand will probably take it out, but um, we'll see. You never know. You never know what could happen. Crazy stuff happens at a Rugby World Cup, so we'll see. But yeah, fingers and toes crossed, New Zealand take that one home. And then obviously we have the NRL, uh, 
Obviously, we had the NRL quarterfinals kicking off. I kind of just went through those. But to give it to you guys one more time again, we have Broncos and Storm on Friday. On Saturday, we have Panthers and Warriors. Also on Saturday, we had Sharks and Roosters. And then on Sunday, we have the Knights and Raiders. Um, yeah, I think the two games that I'll be watching will be Broncos and Storm and Panthers and Warriors. It will be, I think, the main one for me will be Panthers and Warriors because I think that will be an interesting one. They're both kind, yeah, I just, mm, yeah, it will just be interesting, I think. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> I don't want to say this because I don't want people to get angry with me, but I think, I think the Panthers might win against the Warriors. And I'm going to get a lot of hate for that, probably. But um, it's just my honest opinion. And we're all about being honest here. But guys, that is it for this week's podcast. I've been talking for nearly an hour, which is crazy. You guys don't want to listen to me for that long. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm i so grateful that I've been able to start this podcast. I'm really happy to be doing this. Obviously, it's my first podcast, so we can only go up from here but yeah, I'm just stoked to be doing this. Things will get better. Audio will get better. Production will get better. The way I talk about things will get better. you got to start somewhere. So um, yeah, just bear with me. But yeah, super grateful to all of you who have listened in today. So grateful that you've tuned in. Um, if you are listening on Spotify or iHeart or anywhere where you're listening to audio, make sure you give me a follow. Make sure you give me um, a review. I'm open to all sort of criticism in terms like constructive criticism don't say you hate me because I might cry um <laughs> but constructive criticism is always welcomed let me know what sport you want me to cover um I know this is predominantly a rugby podcast and like maybe an NRL podcast on the side but um I'm definitely open to talking about more sports and when like motorsport starts coming back into play and um especially supercars I think um that will definitely be in the podcast as well if you are watching on YouTube make sure you hit that subscribe button make sure you give it a like make sure you comment all that good stuff and yeah I think that is it for my first ever podcast episode only up from here guys thank you so much for watching and I will see you all next time have a good rest of your week bye